0: Hello and welcome to Live, Laugh, Eat, episode five. And today's episode is called Enjoying Food and Keeping Weight Off. Um, And I thought this was an appropriate topic to ramble about today because Christmas is right around the corner. However, I do also get that actually you might be listening to this podcast in the peak of summer if you found us a bit late, (laughs) but it still will be relevant, so bear with me. But The reason I thought this would be a good topic to talk about is a lot of our clients, as much as they're looking forward to Christmas, the big day itself and all of the events and all of the food, they can also have that little voice in the back of their minds that actually makes them a little bit anxious about Christmas and eating and potentially undoing their weight loss or losing control or feeling like they've come out of Christmas gaining some weight. And I can completely get that and relate to that. I think having had a bit of a dysfunctional relationship with food in the past, I can understand thoughts around food and your body consuming what should be a really relaxing, positive time of year. But, you know, even if your relationship with food is healthy and normal, if you've worked hard to lose weight, it makes sense that that's something that would matter to you. And it makes sense that you might be a little bit cautious about going into a time of year where you're going to be eating a lot more food. So hopefully this episode will give you some reassurance, some understanding and some practical hints and tips to manage your weight and maintain your weight loss when you've got a lot of food filled events on. So to ramble with me about this today, please welcome back to the podcast, fellow Girl Games coach, Chloe. Hey, Chloe, how are you doing? Been a little while since we've had you on the podcast.
1: Yes, it has. Hello. Um, I'm good, thank you. Just trying to stay afloat in the crazy world of motherhood. But other than that, I am fantastic.
0: Chloe actually just had to point out to me, because um, in the background she's filming, we're recording this in her bedroom and she's got a camera <laughs> over her bed pointing down on it. <laughs> Shows what different lives we lead, because my first thought on that was not that it was a baby monitor.
1: <laughs> yes, it's definitely a baby monitor, which has a red light and a white noise, so it's nothing fun there. <laughs> um, no, my baby still sleeps in my bed So that is one thing I'll say over the Christmas period actually I can't wait for the comments about my baby should be in his cot I know, he won't go in his cot So this is the only option I have right now <laughs> Um,
0: So I thought, Chloe, uh, you'd be a good guest to have on this week and you'd be great to chat with around this because I know that in the past you have struggled with some of your own anxieties around food. So I thought it'd be good to share some of your experience and expertise in that area. But talking about Christmas, because it is like very swiftly approaching upon us in regards to your thoughts around Christmas food now and in the past, like, I guess at the moment, are you calorie conscious when it comes to Christmas? Like, does it enter your thought process at all? Or are you just like, nah, I eat all the food on that day? What does food at Christmas look like to you?
1: I'd be lying if I said it doesn't pop into my mind at all. However, it doesn't control my thoughts anymore. Whereas before it definitely did. I would be like, right, well, I'll have this for breakfast. I'll track my breakfast. I know roughly what's in this and what's in that for around christmas dinner and say the chocolates like the lint truffles i think they're about well i don't know whether i should say it'll put people off now but i think they're about (laughs) 80 calories per one i think but that's from knowledge before i mean i apologize if i'm wrong on that but it's a lot and like a toblerone those triangles are about 120 calories for just the little thing or so i used to track it as because depending what you look at on my fitness pal, it will say different amount of calories per that triangle so obviously I always went with the less one <laughs>
0: <because> <laughs> so you used to track your Christmas I did diet.
1: yes I would track it I would eat it and then track it because I knew it wouldn't fit anyway um which is not what I advise by the way but yeah. now I wouldn't track it at all I am a lot more mindful if I eat but it's also it's one day obviously I know a lot of people spend Christmas. Across a few days because of family arrangements or work, like I do have similar um mine and my other half's parents are both divorced, so we have four lots of <laughs> Christmas chocolates and visits to do um but no now i'm I'm aware of it, but it doesn't control me. I just enjoy it for what it is um I don't take Christmas off or anything like that because i'm not I'm not on a plan to do that however, if you were. I would just see it as another day, have that Christmas dinner and then eat what you want to eat but don't just eat it because it's there. Does that yes. make sense? Because a lot of time you just eat it because it is in front of you.
0: We'll delve into that in a bit more okay, detail. sorry,
1: <laughs> get ahead of myself. <laughs> but no, I
0: think, you know, Christmas is super individual and if you're listening to this thinking, well, I want to track my Christmas day, then that is also absolutely fine. But I think... With the place we encourage our clients to get to is to make sure that the choice that you're making, you're actually in control of, and it's a choice that's going to be in your best interest rather than one that's driven out of fear. So if you want to track your Christmas day out of curiosity, pure enjoyment, because you like tracking your food, that's a very different place to come for from from than I'm tracking my Christmas day because I'm concerned about the number of calories that I'm taking in. Um, I think actually I read somewhere online that the average person in the UK consumes 5,000 calories on Christmas day. I don't know where they got this information from, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it seems to be just, you know, the general trend I think is more people eat a lot more on Christmas day. So Chloe, with that in mind, I know that, you know, we tell our clients and and the specific advice I normally give clients around Christmas, because bearing in mind they're doing their weekly check-ins, is that Christmas should look however the flipping hell you want it to look. But what we want to make sure is that you come out of Christmas feeling good. Because I think, unlike you, I've never tracked a Christmas day. I've actually never overly restricted on Christmas either, I actually had a problem, I would say, like the other way, like the other end of the spectrum in that I would really lose control around Christmas and I would see it as, well, I've ruined it now, as in, you know, it might not be that dramatic in my head, but it's like, well, if I'm going in on the food, I'm really going to go in on the food. And, you know, I would end up in a place where, and again, if you want to do that, absolutely fine like that's on you but I would end up in a position where instead of feeling like you know I'm gonna overindulge this Christmas but it'll be a happy relaxed oh I've got a nice belly full of food as opposed to shit I shouldn't have done that Mm -hmm. and being plagued with guilt so I think we're coming at this from very different angles in the sense that yours was much more about right I need to control everything in advance and mine was a real sense of loss of control that I would then overcompensate for after Christmas with excessive control?
1: Yeah, so you say that. However, mine starts with the control to then the lack of control because I'll go, well, it's over anyway, so I might as well finish it now. I was one of those typical people of box and teasers. other chocolate is available, but box more I can not just have a few. If I'm going to start eating them, I might as well just eat the whole box because they're gone. They're done then. They're not sat there just staring at me. I know there's a the whole out of sight, out of mind, but that, I know they're in that cupboard. I put them in that cupboard. So yeah. I very much went from, oh, no, it's over now, so I might as well eat the whole thing. So I would go from the control to the loss of control and then just get it gone. I was yeah. very much one of them, just get the food gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. And now I'm like, oh, I won't do this again until next year. But that's not a healthy way for me personally and for the majority to look at things as you said you want to enjoy it however your Christmas looks for you and that's you're finding your own way but also enjoying it you don't want to look back at your Christmases and go I didn't have control there or I controlled it too much because then you're taken away from the memories rather than wait you're taken away from the memories that you're going to experience and you're just focusing on the food
0: Yeah, I always say sometimes you have to put your memories before your macros. And I Mm -hmm. definitely think Christmas is one of those. Um, I think, though, if you are conscious about your weight, like for most people, you might gain a little bit. And again, like the way I see it is if you gain a little bit of weight, it's all right. You're Not in your normal routine. When you go back to your normal routine after Christmas, it will come back off. But I actually think it's that that you've just described that screws a lot of people over, because if they just went through you know, maybe Christmas Christmas Day, Boxing Day, actually using that as an opportunity to practice a bit of moderation. And I don't mean decline anything. I just mean maybe when you're full, stop eating, <laughs> you know. Um, if they just had the, you know, they went through their day's, enjoying the food and drink for those couple of days and then got back to normal I actually think most people would find that they're in a position where they're fine I think actually what screws people up is that weird limbo week you know between Christmas and New Year when nobody knows who they are a lot of people are off work like what day is it and you're right if you've got Christmas food left in the house or somebody's giving you chocolate for presents I can remember going there as well and it's like I've got to eat all of this now because I've got to get rid of it because my diet is around the corner and I get that, like in theory, that makes sense, right? Like if you're gonna start a diet, it may, we always talk about set your food environment up for success, make sure that there's, you know, not excessive amounts of this stuff in the house. But the solution to that is not necessarily to eat everything to a point where you actually make the job of dieting harder in the first place. Like I always say, you know, if your dog takes a shit on your carpet, you pick it up and move on. You don't rub it in and make a bigger mess for yourself to clean. <laughs> That's kind of the way I think about it. Anyway, you know, or like if you smash the wing mirror on your car, you would not get out and go right now. I'm going to kick the freaking door in as well, just to give my myself a bigger bill at the body shop. Like, doesn't you'd be surprised.
1: Sense. There are people that do that. <laughs> I <laughs> Have you not watched those hoarder programs? <laughs> because there are people that do that. But, I
0: don't think they collect poo, Chloe. I think they just collect, like, ornaments.
1: <laughs> no. No, there's some really filthy ones where you can't even see their floor and they've got animals. Trust no. me. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> but, no, when you said about that limbo week, I have, like, a limbo month. Um <laughs> My birthday is December, so it's the 10th. So it's like just two weeks pretty much before Christmas. So I always had that from my birthday. I was like, "Nice, nah, it's, it's Christmas in a minute. There's no point me raining it back in now. <laughs> so I, mine always extended for quite a while. So I do understand what you're saying. Why are you giving yourself a harder time to start from? Like you're almost then needing a diet pre-diet just yeah. to get to where you, your initial starting point was. Yes. So no, you're yeah completely right. That is that limbo week. People don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they like said when people are off work, it, that adds to it as well because it's out of routine. So that is one benefit I'll give with shift work because yeah. you don't normally get Christmas off, so you are in routine the whole time.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think though for so I guess like a. P- one of the tips I guess I would give you, if you find yourself in that situation, and Chloe, you can add some to this as well. Mm-hmm. Like If you find yourself in that situation where it's um, post-Christmas, you've got a load of chocolate or stuff that you've been given. If we're saying to you, you know, I, I, if you're finding yourself in a situation where you want to get shot of it because you want to start a diet... What I would actually recommend is rather than eating loads of it, I think you've got a couple of options. Number one, is there somebody that you can give it to or share it with? I'm not suggesting give it all away, but, you know, that's going to be better than sitting there and having it by yourself. Like, share it with someone and you get an experience and you get half the calories. Another thing that I do with a lot of my clients is actually rather we use this as an opportunity rather than feeling like you've got to get rid of it to actually work on your relationship with food a bit and to practice moderation and to practice just having a little bit of something and then having a little bit more the next day the way I tend to think of it now is it's like I actually get to enjoy it when I have a little bit of it each day Because what most people will find is actually, you know, if I gave you a box of donuts, the first donut and you'll starve it. And the first donut will probably taste great, right? Second donut might taste great. Third donut, its it's taste will probably start to decline around that point. It's not going to be as sexy as that first bite was. But the cool thing is when you learn moderation around these foods or you learn to have a little bit of it, um, you get that first bite every day you get that sensation every day. And sometimes it can be hard to stop with that. But actually, sometimes rather than avoiding these foods, tackling it head on, having a little bit of it can be the way to do it. And again, you might do that sometimes with clients, I might do that in a way where they'll have it with something. So they'll have it as a little bit of a dessert after they've eaten a well balanced meal. Um, you know, because after you've eaten a well-balanced meal, you're going to be in a position where you're less likely to overeat on that food. Or it might even be, you know, if you've got some chocolate, have a bit on your oats every morning or something like that, you know, incorporate it as part of one of the meals that you usually would have each day, but make it a bit sexier. So again, I think you can enjoy this food, you can have this extra food, but don't feel like you necessarily have to get rid of it all just because you're dieting you can really use that as an opportunity to practice some balance and moderation and having your shit together whilst having these foods in the house as well um is there anything else that you'd kind of recommend chloe for somebody in that situation where they're feeling like oh shit i gotta get rid of all this food
1: No, it's already what you said, to be honest, but that's probably because I learned from you. (laughs) um, um, No, sharing. I mean, I have to hide my chocolate from my other half, otherwise I won't get any. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, no, sharing does actually work because then, as you said, you are still getting that enjoyment, but you are halving the calories depending on how quick you eat it compared to your other half. But no, you you aren't having the whole thing. Um, And something every day. Why do you think I have biscoff every day? Blows my mind when people and obviously from the competitor side that would they would love the biscoff after competing. I had it every single day and I still have it every day because it keeps it keeps that bay. Like I don't have that craving for it. But then when I went on holiday and that wasn't there, I didn't replace that with something else because I didn't need it. Does that make sense? Like I always I know it's there and that's the thing I think people've got to remember as well. We say Christmas chocolates I know some of them aren't around 99% of those times those chocolates are there year-round yeah so you don't need to eat them all that day or that week because you can just get them from the shop the next week if you really want to yeah and they'll probably be cheaper (laughs) oh yeah get them for next Christmas just check the dates (laughs) (laughs) but no no you're correct like some people can put it away and it's fine and have a bit but if you as you said like we work more on improving and fixing people's relationship with food so purely getting rid of it may not be beneficial to everyone however it depends where they are in their journey if they are learning and it's right at the very start it might be best just get rid of it yeah or if they have multiples of it or do you know what if you haven't seen family members yet just wrap it up for them (laughs) money's tight <laughs> so yeah, just... we're in a cost of living crisis recycle
0: your present yeah
1: just wrap it up and give it to them or look you can you on oh no, a serious that you can give it to like a charity food bank if they take it and stuff like that there is ways around it if you are really struggling but in that's in terms of like chocolate and stuff I probably won't wrap up your Christmas dinner however <laughs> you it's just moderation isn't it? a lot I think what a lot of people need to remember these foods are there year-round
0: yeah Exactly. And I think, um, you know, and for the stuff that does like perish and things like that, like, what I would argue is that a lot of people eat it because they don't like waste. But if you're eating to a point where you're just stuffing your face and feeling uncomfortable, or it's in a binge setting where you're feeling guilty after, you've wasted that food anyway. And I think one of the biggest questions you can ask yourself over the Christmas period as you're eating anything, just check if you can get into the habit of just checking in with yourself and going, Am I still enjoying this food as much? I know that sounds like a really weird thing to say, but actually just that ability to check in and go, am I still enjoying this or am I just slamming it in because it's there and I'm worried I won't get to have it again? And and Chloe is right, that food is there year-round. Like there's a reason that, you know, in our preps, Chloe could eat biscoff every single day. And I was like an absolute crackhead with a jar if you gave it to me in my prep. And it's because I was on the broest of bro meal plans and it was off limits to me. And I do think, you know, yeah, there are some times when your calories and your macros are going to dictate what, what foods are sensible to have and what foods aren't sensible to have but I think on the whole it's really important that you don't live your life on this one big perpetual diet where all foods are off limit to you if the only time you let yourself have chocolate is Christmas day well no wonder you lose your shit around it and also I really feel for you because chocolate is amazing (laughs) and it's it's for life guys it's not just for Christmas
1: (laughs) however there's one thing I need to say about chocolate you mentioned it earlier and it just like I'm just not sure it's one thing I have to disagree with you with. What? Oh. Chocolate in oats. I don't like it. What? Yeah, stop. Like, I had it at like, <laughs> a coffee shop the other day because I didn't want their panini. Like, and I can manage that. But people who put chocolate in oats every day, look, I'm probably one of the biggest oat lovers.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: but I can't. It really, I, it upsets me it really ups it well, just even doesn't it taste as cup or something well, like. i don't eat peanut butter so absolutely not Well, no
0: no, no, no. So that's gone <laughs> sorry do you know what you think We're you are gonna know have to this friendship <laughs> <laughs> you think you know someone and then she comes out with something like that but no
1: sorry it's just something about the chocolate in i i just don't like the, what it does to the taste i'm more of a biscoff cinnamon type of person yeah I couldn't Sorry, believe I, it. you just touched on it, and I just had to say it.
0: No, oh, I mean, I couldn't believe it the other day. Actually, my mind was blown in that. So, for all of our clients, we have like a private client community group for them on Facebook, and there was a bit of a chat going on in there the other day about foods that we hate, and I could not believe how many people hate oats. Like, it's a good job I'm not a bro coach turning out meal plans, or they'd all hate their breakfast. But and, yeah.
1: Mm. No, and look, I love oats more than the next person. But, you know, I switched you before, Laura. And I said, look, they're just not filling me up anymore. I've added more fats. It's not working. And no, I don't mean more Biscoff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to, I don't even want to talk about it. It's so sad. I might have to get rid of my oats for a while and just go for an omelette or something instead. They're just not filling me up anymore. Nothing's filling me up. <laughs> It might be I'm yeah, not you know, pregnant. I'm <laughs> <laughs> might be because I'm breastfeeding still. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: okay, so sliding away from oats and the fact that we'll we'll just graze over the fact that Chloe doesn't like chocolate in them because we're we're never gonna see eye to eye on that no. one. But so let's talk about Christmas. Obviously, I've said, you know, Christmas, just do what you want to do, like don't overly think about it. But I also said that in this podcast episode, we were going to give people some kind of practical hints and tips to manage their weight across the Christmas period. So Chloe, for people that are kind of calorie and weight conscious in the run up to Christmas, assuming that somebody is going to take, you know, Christmas day and boxing day off, what things would you recommend or could they do to limit weight gain? Let's think of Christmas as that like two week period, you know, that what can people do during that time to limit the kind of damage of Christmas, if you like?
1: So, movement. I would say movement is key. Um, that can also include Christmas Day, Boxing Day. A lot of people like to go on walks. That's one good thing you can add in. It's no pressure. You don't have to count your steps, but just go on a walk, a family walk. You're socializing, your family, friends, you're getting that movement in, which is going to help your digestion as well. Yeah. And it's probably going to stop you eating at that minute in time because you are walking unless you're walking and eating
0: yeah but and also <laughs> and also actually walking is the reason that like yes walking helps with digestion but it also actually helps with blood sugar regulation so in other words it will help you feel the fullness from your food like I don't know if you've ever had this if you're a fast eater listening to this but sometimes we can shovel in a load of food and it doesn't actually hit us till an hour or two later so sometimes actually walking can act as quite a nice pause point and help that food get into your, your system as well. I also think actually another thinking of movement, Chloe, you saying that, I think with people um, like a lot of what happens over the Christmas period is gym opening times can get a bit weird. And I think sometimes people just stop exercising <laughs> across that whole christmas period and then go they write themselves off for that last bit of january and go right i'll get back to the gym in january whereas actually i'd say one of the biggest pieces of advice that i can give you is find out in advance when your gym's going to be shut can you make up those sessions on another day around christmas and actually plan it in can you keep your gym routine as normal as possible around christmas So, yes, I completely understand you might not want to work out Christmas Day, Boxing Day, you might not even be available to you. But 27th, if it's just a normal, you don't have any plans that day with family or anything else, go to the gym. Do your normal workout again. And if you're feeling energized from the food, like do a bit of extra cardio. You know, there's a big difference, I think, between doing that guilt cardio in like a panic that you have to undo something and actually going, Do you know what? I've eaten like a pig the last couple of days. I kind of want to move my body now and I feel energized from it. Get a workout in. So I actually think that's a really, really valid point. Not only on Christmas Day itself, but also around that. And actually, when the gym shut, like Chloe said, get out for a walk, like plan that in on Christmas Day. It's quite a nice thing to do.
1: Can we also just normalize going to the gym around that Christmas period? Yeah. Because I find a lot of people, they kind of don't go because they get criticized by family or friends. Some people's gyms do open on Christmas. So if you want to go, go. Like, please do not worry about what your family and friends are going to say and think because they're always going to have an opinion no matter what you do. I'm not saying go to the gym or find a gym that's open on Christmas Day because it's upper or lower or push or pull whatever your split is or full body but if you want to go go if you don't want to go don't go but then don't be like i'm all in or all out do you see that's what a lot of people do they go my gym's shut i'm not doing this could you do a home workout actually could you use that time to deload have a bit of a break from the gym but then just focus on your macros that like that week ignoring the christmas day and Boxing day if that's what you want to do because a lot of time, you just sat around anyway. So it made no difference if you were at the gym. But I just thought I'd put that out there because you see a lot of stuff on social media around this time and it will literally be a 50-50 split. You'll have like, <laughs> I'm going to the gym or how can you go to the gym? There's no in between. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So it's, again, just doing what you want to do. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point, actually.
0: Like, isn't it mental that in society going to do exercise and eating healthy seems to be less socially acceptable at Christmas than lying on your back, drinking booze and eat it. Like, and you don't have to conform to that pressure. Like genuinely, if it will make you feel better going to the gym and limiting your food over Christmas, you do you. <laughs> like genuinely don't let anybody make you feel bad for it. It is, it It is so true. I've I've had it in the past where people are commenting, oh my god, you're going to the gym on Christmas Day. You must be obsessed. No, I'm not obsessed. I actually just really enjoy going to the gym. And I actually think it's a really cool thing to do on Christmas Day that because the gym owner that that of the gym I used to go to, he never wanted anyone to spend Christmas on their own. And actually, as well, like for me. One of the reasons I used to like go was I was single for a few of my Christmases. And actually, do you know what? Christmas when you're single and you're looking on social media and other people have got your age, have got their kids and their families and stuff like that. Like, it's not because I'm obsessed. It's because I want something to do on that day because no offense, Mum and dad, if you're listening to this, but it's not that fun sitting in your living room for the entire day, you know? You need to
1: get out a little bit. <laughs> but. That is the thing as well, and you will see different things on social media, but Laura, let me just tell you, you might have been single for a few Christmases, okay? I've not been for the last 10, not to rub it in, but (laughs) everyone will say, and they show these pictures and everything on social media, I guarantee I will post a very lovely picture of my little boy's first Christmas. He's probably pulled my hair out that day, peed all over me, probably shit on me, puked on me. That picture though, (laughs) I've washed my hair this morning, right? That's a luxury. So if I manage to wash it Christmas Day, that that is my Christmas present. So again, it is just ignoring what you see on social media. And I know um you and Lucy had a podcast recently when you um did season two again, when that started, about things on social media. It is yeah. just it's a sort load of bollocks, if I'm honest. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> See what these mums in my life isn't like that. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the days when we just
0: used to have, you never used to know about anyone's Christmas. Like you didn't have to see family sat there in the matching freaking jumpers, sat around the tree or like, it is a bit, um, it's wonderful and it can, but shit all at the same time. It's
1: detrimental at the same time.
0: Depending where you're at, I think social media at Christmas can either be lovely to see or actually quite frustrating (laughs) to
1: see. Mm -hmm.
0: No, um, I agree. But yeah, so kind of looping back to what we were saying, I think making sure your movement stays consistent, as, as consistent as possible around Christmas is a great idea. And if you want to carve out time to go to the gym at Christmas because it's something you enjoy, don't let anybody talk you out of that. Like that's absolutely fine. I think another thing that you can do around Christmas, so we've got movement, I think another thing that I also recommend my clients do around Christmas is really, really focus on nutrition and staying tight to calories around the day itself. If you are conscious about, your weight and gaining weight over Christmas, it can make sense to give yourself a little bit of a buffer. And that doesn't mean, by the way, starve yourself in the run-up to Christmas because that can be counterproductive. Generally speaking, heading into a situation where there's a shed load of food, hungry is never a good idea. (laughs) But actually really paying, I I encourage my clients to come at it from a, a perspective of, Let's really focus on making sure we know your protein because we know outside of turkey and that might be a bit low on Christmas Day or your bacon sandwich or whatever it is you have. You know, let's really make sure we focus on getting in fruits and vegetables. Again, if you know you're going to be eating a lot of sugary processed foods around those couple of days, well, maybe just dip them out for the days before or the days between Christmas. Um Another good thing that I actually think, meal plans often get a bad rep, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have a post-boxing day or post-Christmas day, whenever you're resuming your normal eating habits and behavior. I think another really good tip is to plan your food that you're going to eat for a couple of days. And again, it doesn't have to be a strict meal plan, you know, it might incorporate leftover roast turkey leftover cheese it might incorporate some christmas chocolate but i think actually really having a structure where you just get back to normal meals and and food timings of eating can be really, really beneficial as well. And that's the same thing I would say to a client, actually if you're going on holiday, like make it as easy as possible for yourself to transition back into that normal routine. So, you know, that might be actually being proactive and doing an online food shop in advance. So that's delivered for when you get back or the day after Christmas ends or whatever it is. So that you're not stuck in that weird limbo with no food in the house other than Terry's chocolate orange. Um, So, yeah, what would you be telling your clients, Chloe, to do? Is there anything you'd kind of add to that around Christmas?
1: No, to be honest, I'd say you've hit the nail on the head. But, no, it is, I would say, movement. Think of protein um, and vegetables, fruit and veg. Um, Also, water. Keep your water intake Mm. high because a lot of time, I don't want to be one of them, but a lot of time you are just thirsty because i've done it myself (laughs) so have that drink have okay have the alcoholic drink if you want but have some water first so keep your water intake high keep a similar routine to what you've had and as we said it's just it's just a day it's literally just people celebrate christmas on all different days it's just a day you can fit it around that and as you said like other than the turkey and I feel like you're a smoked salmon breakfast type of person on Christmas Day. I'm not sure, but me. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they you come across <laughs> as bougie. I don't know. I smoked salmon. Sorry, I just thought of you eating smoked salmon on Christmas morning. And it's just... I can't deal with smoked salmon. <laughs> I don't know but... where this has come from. <laughs> I don't know. I just when you you're said okay, it, you... <laughs> no, I'm not okay. I'm really not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you won't have much protein. And stuff. So have like a nutritious breakfast before. So I think a lot of people don't eat breakfast on Christmas morning, not because they don't want to, but they're trying to bank those calories, which isn't a huge problem if you are in a good mindset with your food. However, you said a lot of people probably aren't, and they will use that to their breakfast might be 500 calories, but actually they'll be like, oh, I didn't have breakfast. So I'm going to eat all of this. It's a thousand calories yeah and that's
0: ate it yeah that might not even be a conscious thought process as well yeah. So it might be worth like if your last couple of Christmases you've kind of struggled and felt like afterwards oh God I really did overdo it or I was really not happy with myself come January start to have a think about that okay the time or even not even Christmases but the times in my life when I've overeaten is that actually because I have done these things? Like restricted before. Because um, I do think it is sensible, exactly as Chloe's saying, to keep as much normality around as possible. And the thing is, you can still go lighter on those calories if you want to in that breakfast. You know, like you can still have, like, I don't know, a bowl of fat free Greek yogurt with some berries, an omelette. It's, it's not going to be many calories, but what it's going to do is take that edge off. And, not, and and again, if you want to start Christmas Day with a selection box, because that's what you've always done, absolutely fine. What I'm talking about here is the people that get to the end of Christmas and feel shit for it. Because like, that's, you know, I'm not here to judge anyone's Christmas or tell you what you should do. But if you are that person that knows you're going to be freaking out about your weight gain, just keep it, keeping a normal eating pattern and routine can be really, really beneficial.
1: And do you know what I think one thing is which people might not like but it's it's there it is the calories is to actually look at the calories in terms of that chocolate orange no one eats just one segment let's be honest so have a look at what it actually is like what are those calories in that chocolate orange or in the celebrations or the lint truffles because i think sometimes people do underestimate what they are or they want to think that's what they are
0: i think a lot of the time people just turn a bloody blind eye to them
1: yeah but i think sometimes if people knew what it was because they might i think people do turn a blind eye but there is then people who genuinely like, oh, like maltesers the lighter chocolate right that's their slogan so i think oh it's fine i can eat this box of maltesers it's not as bad as me eating thinking of a box or something else someone else right but actually it still has this amount of calories in so i think sometimes if people were aware of what's in it it might actually make them be like "Mm, actually that's 500 calories i thought it was 250 i don't need all of these i was only eating it because i thought it was x amount for example you know those lower calorie ice creams like the tubs I literally did it the other day. I didn't need that whole tub because I was like, oh, it's only 375 calories. I'll eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I don't say it very well, but I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no,
0: I know what you mean. I think sometimes when people and, and the, actually the cool thing about this is there are studies on this, right, that show this is that the perception of the calories that you think in something or in something will dictate how full you feel and how satisfied you feel after eating that so in this one particular study they gave people this milkshake and they told one of the group it was a high calorie milkshake they told the other group it was a diet milkshake and the people that were told it was high calorie reported greater satiety so obviously they give them like a questionnaire afterwards than the people that were told it was a diet one so it is that thing i think so often like sometimes people not only would it it Impact your perception of it, but also I think sometimes people overeat on stuff just because it is like lower calorie. Like you said, the Halo Top, for example, is a classic one. It's still four hundred calories of your day because it's not because it's lighter. People end up doing the whole tub. Yeah, completely Mm -hmm. get what you mean there. I think also sometimes with calories, you might not want to start looking at your calories on stuff on Christmas Day. I completely get that. You know, looking at the macros on your selection box. But whether or not you track them, those calories do still exist and matter. And I think sometimes the reason some some people, you know, didn't like calories on the menus and stuff like that is because it was the bad news that they didn't want to (laughs) hear. You know, and it was like it is so easy to it's so much easier to just pretend those calories don't exist. But all you're doing by ignoring that problem, it's a bit like ignoring a leak. You know, it's going to catch up on you. You're gonna have to fix it somewhere later down the line for some people, aka you're either gonna gain weight and feel unhappy about that, or you're gonna overconsume the food and feel unhappy about that. So I think sometimes if you can learn to start to look at calories on things, but come at it from a place of just not high calories are bad, low calories are good, but actually just come from it, come at it from a place that this is a high energy food, this is a lower energy food. Okay, the high energy foods I probably don't need quite so much on them, you know, or the reason that chocolates have like all chocolate packets, all stuff like that, recommended serving sizes do exist for a reason. And don't get me wrong, when I'm working with somebody that has a slightly dysfunctional relationship with food, we get them to challenge those recommended serving sizes. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if you do want to learn moderation, you can't keep ignoring these labels and stuff like that because it's time to actually face them head on and make peace with calorie values and, mm-hmm. and if you still look at something like I will still by the way guys eat you know a whole bag of share of chocolate in one go I'm okay with that I'll eat a whole bag of pick and mix in one go it doesn't mean when I'm talking about moderation it doesn't mean that every time I eat chocolates I just eat a couple of them that's not the case but it means that I can accept that actually I want to eat this whole bag of them and I'm okay with being in a you know, going over my calories to do that, for example. Is that what you meant by that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say a point and then Laura will make it sound a lot better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but uh, Chloe, before coming on this, Chloe has had the most stressful week, I think. Well, you've had the most stressful couple of weeks, haven't you? Stressful
1: life, I would go with, really. Stressful. <laughs> 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 you no, know, it has. It, Yeah, it's been very stressful. And I'm just. You know what they say about the, um, see, I can't even think of this saying, the duck above water. Yeah. My you know, legs are like, that's all of me. It's not just my legs under the water. All of me is just trying not to drown. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> but, you know, you laugh or you cry, and I've cried it all out, so I'm laughing now. Yeah. It's not funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh... but, no, that is what I am trying to say. It's the awareness. You have to have the awareness. People don't like knowing a lot of times. Like you said, it's except in there is calories in food, whether you want them to be there or not. Some are higher, some are lower. If you want to eat them, eat them. But then you potentially have to fix a problem at some point, as you said. You can hide away from it, but it will creep up on you at some point. So it's better to try and be aware and still enjoy yourself rather than not aware or kind of semi-aware, but being like, oh, no, it wasn't because of this. Like, is it, there... There's a recommended sermon size. I don't always agree with them, but as Laura said, there are Sometimes there. they
0: are so depressing when you look at the one that gets mm. me is those like, you know, the the like duo chocolate bars when they're like one. share with a friend. I'm like, absolutely not. I will be eating both halves of this duo. One,
1: I don't have any friends, and
0: two... <laughs> Yeah. It's a big ass, Cabri.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I think the worst sharing thing, not sharing things, but serving suggestion is a birthday cake. Yeah. So, Serve so 16, I'm thinking I can't cut it into like more than quarters because I can't work out the maths of doing I that.
0: I don't have a knife 16. sharp enough
1: to cut those slivers out of a cake.
0: I don't know who it is doing that.
1: No, you might as well just put a fork in it and eat it like that.
0: Genuinely, I think to get what I would call normal size slices, most like birthday cakes where it's written on the box, I half it. Mm. That's what I think is about a normal slice for people. Well, I just
1: get the cake and cut it into four. <laughs> Because easy maths, everyone gets an equal part. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, looping back then. So
0: I guess what we're saying is keep activity consistent around it. Keep the food consistent around it. It might actually be worth familiarizing yourself and having a read of some labels. We're not telling you to do that to buzzkill your Christmas and make you feel guilty. But actually, again, it just implements that little pause point where you might go, hmm, do I really need to nail the entire box here or could I keep some of them for another day? And I think, again, as I said, planning for after and that way to get back on track, getting an online food shop in, actually having a plan, packing your gym bag, like making it as easy as possible for you to transition back into your normal routine post-Christmas, really, really helpful. So let's talk about kind of, let's just say somebody does all of that stuff And then it Christmas Day itself. So we talked about the around Christmas. Is there anything, and I'm saying Christmas Day because I've assumed that's the day that's going to be foodie. But this could be any of the days over the Christmas period where you know, like, you've got a situation on. So let's think about some of the common scenarios that come up. And I just want you to say, Chloe, what you would do for you to implement damage control, if anything. Well,
1: oh, this is risky asking me what I would do with things.
0: What? Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's see what we would do. So, Christmas dinner itself. I, like, here's the first question: At your Christmas dinner, who's cooking your Christmas dinner this year? By the way.
1: Oh, it depends what family I go to. Um, my dad and George, because George's a good cook, and Dad gets stressed, so I'm going to make George help him. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> so then, with the christmas dinner it, mm-hmm. are you like a have the Christmas dinner on the given to you on the plate, or do you have it like family style like in the middle of the table? everybody serves themselves
1: right, so this does depend who cooks the dinner ah so George, when he did it, no, he didn't he didn't do it last year, he went to his mum's last year. she had it in the middle. George will pull it in the middle, so you help yourself. My dad would dish it up and you know when you go for a roast or you go for a carvery? There's two different things, right? You know, a carvery, you just stack everything on because it's how much you can fit on your plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what my dad, Howie, stacks a plate, right? <laughs> but last year, I didn't go to his, but apparently they, we always said, no, it was too much on our plate, and I could leave it. I was fine because I've solved that issue within myself. However, he then put it in the middle. So I think this year it will be in the middle, so you help yourself. So... I would say straight away, if it's possible in your family, do it so you can help yourself rather than it being stacked in your plate. Because I then feel like if someone else has made it and put it on your plate, you feel more pressure to yeah. eat it. Whereas if you put it on your plate yourself, then you, you are in control of what you're putting on that plate. If you leave some of it, you leave some of it. But you tend to put less on as well. Especially with other people watching you, I find. Yeah, do
0: you know what though? Sometimes I hate that. Like I've had it in the past where you or like you'll go for Sunday dinner. And again, you probably haven't had this, right? Because you and Jordan have been together for a long time now. <laughs> There's nothing worse <laughs> as a girl that likes her food when you go to the new boyfriend's house and the family serves up dinner and then you've got awkwardly and politely, and especially if they're a family that don't eat. Like <laughs> you know, you've got to like do the polite portions and make sure everyone's got enough. I hate that situation, but it is a fantastic one for dieting, I think. And actually Christmas dinner. Yeah, I think that's a really good option. Or if you know the person cooking well, you can say, do you mind if I do my plate? And little tip I can give you, load your plate up with the veggies first, fill up most of the space with that. And then, you know, your roasties, your cauliflower cheese, your stuff in your pigs in blankets there's less room for those on the plate anyway so by default you're gonna eat less of the more calorific bits but you're still gonna get the experience of having the Christmas dinner and I think that's the bit that really key question actually I get clients to ask is like ask themselves is would making a more calorie friendly or diet friendly or nutrient friendly choice here? Take away from my enjoyment and experience. And if the answer to that question is no, it wouldn't, make the more calorie-friendly, diet-friendly, nutrient-friendly choice. If the answer to that is yes, then don't ruin your experience. Put your memories before your macros. So, for example, it's probably not going to drastically impact your Christmas day if you have three roast potatoes, instead of five roast potatoes, like I don't think anybody's going to be getting to the new year and go, you know, I really regret not having those two potatoes. But if you do that across the whole day, do you see what I mean? That can actually make a really significant difference, the calorie impact. And it's also a really useful principle, I think, for like holidays and stuff like that as well. Again, if you ask yourself that question, you know, not going, to the ice cream stand when you're in Italy is probably going, you might regret that later. It's going to take away from the experience, but going there and having a four scoop cone probably isn't going to add anything to the experience. So I really like, sorry to kind of interject and go off on a tangent as I always do, but I do really like that as a question, whenever you're choosing any foods on Christmas day is, is this actually going to, is this going to make my Christmas day any, any better? Is it going to take anything away from it? if you answer that is no, make the choice that favours your nutrition.
1: And just to say, you know, you said about being with someone new and then eating the Christmas dinner, especially if people don't eat much. Mine's the opposite way because <laughs> I've always had such a big appetite. If I don't feel my plate, people are like, oh, I don't believe you're full. And I'm like, no, I really am full. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you're not. And I'm like, okay, but I am. Or, you know, when you go for a meal, and that you always wait for that one person to say they want pudding because then everyone else says yeah, they want yeah. it. Everyone always asks me, like, oh, Chloe, are you having pudding? Because they want it, but they know that I'm the one who normally goes <laughs> for it. Mine's the opposite way. Like, George told me he was disgusted to me before by how much I ate at Cosmos. I like all oh, you can eat buffet. So, look, being in a long term relationship isn't always the best thing. So, I wouldn't worry about that part. <laughs> I can still discuss George. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah.
0: So Christmas dinner, I think that's that's a little bit of damage control you can implement around
1: there. And oh, what I would... sorry, sorry. Really quickly, Christmas dinner. If you're helping someone, like a family member, or dish up, unless they have special Christmas plates, do they have slightly smaller plates? You know, some people have huge plates, and some have just normal size dinner plates. Get those plates out and put on the table because that's a smaller plate to fill up. Yeah. If everyone's having the same, no one's going to look at you. I'm not saying like. Put them on, like, a cake plate, you know? Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, also, don't wrestle your nan and tell her she can't use her best china on Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's that's a bit of an issue. <laughs> then you do need some help.
0: <laughs> but, no, you're right. The plate size that you use can make a, a big difference as well. Mm-hmm. And that, that might even go for stuff like... um Like, I don't know about you, but we sometimes have like family buffets at Christmas that everything will be out on the table. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've got an option of a couple of plate sizes there, go for the smaller one, because by default, the smaller your plate, the less food you can get on it. So that's going to help you anyway. And again, Mm -hmm. like if you've been tracking calories, like I say to clients, you know, you've been tracking macros, counting calories, tracking your food for long enough that you kind of get a feel for what's in stuff like Fill your plate up first with the lower calorie bits, the fruits, the veggies, that sort of stuff, and then put a few of the tasty bits on. Don't restrict them. Don't not enjoy them. It's Christmas, but have it as a mixture on your plate. And even stuff like if you do have a buffet scenario, actually, because that's a common one that comes up at Christmas, Mm. have a look at everything that's on offer before you start loading up your plate.
1: It's the same with going on holiday, isn't it? We said before. All inclusive, I did that this year. I literally looked at what's around first, then put it on my plate. So yeah, do that. I I definitely think that's a good point. Have a look at what's there first and then fill your plate.
0: Yeah. Okay, here's another scenario. Christmas booze.
1: You're asking the wrong person. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't drink. (laughs) I've got Crohn's, so unless you want me to shit myself at Christmas, then I'm not. Last year I was pregnant. This year I've got a child oh. and all the other years i shit myself so well but if... assuming
0: your clients aren't all gonna shit themselves at christmas What right you tell them to
1: do? <laughs> so there is lower calorie alcohol you're gonna have to explain which ones are what because again i don't drink but there are lower calories so you can have them have them with diet drinks if you're mixing it rather than say vodka and coke habit of diet coke or lemonade diet lemonade that will save the calories there um I think Bailey's is a common one around Christmas, isn't it? Although it just looks too thick and slimy. For yeah, my so
0: Bailey's is probably one of the most calorific drinks there is. And in a shot of Bailey's, there is the same amount of calories and fat as there is in a packet of crisps. However, Bailey's is one of my favorite drinks. And I will absolutely be drinking it at Christmas because that, for me, is worth putting before. My macros, that is something for me that I just have at Christmas. I wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me drinking Bailey's any other time of the year, but at Christmas I will have a Bailey's. But again, like Chloe said, make, if you know that, again, it depends how much of this stuff you have, right? If you have one drink with your Christmas dinner, have the drink that you love having, if you drink all day at Christmas and that's your thing, well then actually, yeah, maybe get a slimline tonic, maybe get mm-hmm. some Diet Coke to have with mm-hmm. that. Drinking prosecco instead of wine will save you a lot of calories. The size of the glass you pour into. And again, all of these things, by the way, that'll actually stop you getting pissed too early in the day as well, by the way, guys, if you want to go the full extent of the day. But again, a lot of this stuff, right, it will depend on the amount of it that you have. But yeah, there's another place to save a few calories there. And again, it might not necessarily, whether you drink wine or Prosecco might not bother you at Christmas. So if it doesn't bother you having Prosecco, you can see, you can kind of see here, right, where I'm not saying don't have things at Christmas. What I'm saying is make the calorie friendly choice if it doesn't take away from your christmas because for me it's a no brainer it's like i wouldn't go and buy something that was premium at the supermarket if it offers no extra value to me i'd rather take the money saving and i think it's the same when it comes to calories as well mm-hmm. um okay so we've got christmas dinner and kind of the buffet situation we've got booze at christmas and again, because what follows Christmas, New Year. So even if you don't drink at Christmas, like a lot of people have a few drinks at New Year and that'll be that same principle then. Um, so let's assume you, you go into Christmas with the best of intentions. You go through these situations. Oh, actually, no, before we go on to that, there's another scenario at Christmas, the chocolate tin. You know that point of Christmas when everybody's had their dinner, you're full, you're laid down on the sofa and you think, oh, I couldn't eat another thing. And then somebody whips out the quality street or the celebrations. What would your advice be there?
1: Go for the Maltese and Galaxy first. Get the good.
0: <laughs> Not least because they're the best ones.
1: <laughs> Get in there before anyone else gets them. Actually, you offer them out so you can make sure you take the Maltese and Galaxy out. <laughs>
0: which one is always left in your house? Like which one is always left in the bottom of the tin?
1: Um Oh, I'm going to say it's probably Bounty. However, I found out I like Bounty, so that didn't help me because I never ate them because I didn't think I liked it. Turns out <laughs> I do. So um, they don't do them now, do they?
0: No. Do you know what? So some tins do, some tins don't.
1: But- so I would say I'm trying to think of celebrations now. Um, what are in them? So you've got Galaxy,
0: yeah, Galaxy
1: Caramel, Maltese
0: Mars, Snickers.
1: Snickers, no, don't eat nuts like that, so no. I wouldn't have that, but George would eat that. We used to put Topics in, but
0: I don't know if they got rid of those, because no, I can't remember.
1: Them. Were they in Heroes? rather than no, celebrations?
0: no, Topics are Mars, not Cadbury, but yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at me, I know my chocolates. <laughs>
1: um, and then Quality Street, it's normally, well, with, yeah, I would say with my family maybe, and also George. it's the strawberry and orange creams that are left. However, oh, no, it's they're like mine. Those. Yeah, they're mine and my sister-in-law's favourite chocolate. Yeah. So we get them and I'll eat the other ones around it. But okay, but back to the point, the chocolate comes out. I would honestly probably take you've got to share the best ones. But I would take one of each I actually like, the best ones, and have them because a lot of the time that is the one you want. You end up eating the ones you don't like because they're there. Or your last choice you eat because they're there not because you want them does that make sense so actually just eat the ones you want to eat not that's what's in front of you think of it as a shop if you went to a shop you wouldn't pick up that snickers okay well i wouldn't insert your own chocolate there i wouldn't pick up that snickers so i'm not going to eat it from that box does yeah. that make sense
0: yeah i like that that's a really good way of i think thinking of it it's like again it's that putting in that pause point isn't it and going am I just doing this for the sake of it because it's in front of me I think another thing that can really help with any kind of anything going around on Christmas day is don't stand over a tin eating or eat from a tin like actually pick out what you're having um things in wrappers are actually quite handy because you can see a little pile of shame
1: (laughs) not not if you put the wrappers wrap them all back up in one wrapper (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: See, I fold wrappers, all wrappers. Anybody that's actually close to me in my life will know this. I make a triangle. Yeah, and I've done that since I was 11 years old. And I do it with every... To the point where... If we were having a conversation and there was like an empty crisp packet on the table, I couldn't concentrate on the
1: conversation with you. I think you need to get a bit of help for yeah, that, Laura. Yeah. I think that's a problem. <laughs> but no, but like, don't put wrappers back in the tin either. Yeah. Please, please don't do that. Because yeah. I think there's a teaser and there's not. And oh, it's really I know, that really annoys me. <laughs>
0: but no I think also that's another little tip again that can just bring awareness to the amount that you're eating is actually take what you want move it away from the tin and then move on so Mm -hmm. yeah I guess I mean we've actually managed to ramble for an hour already so I think you know hopefully there's some kind of tips there to you know help you navigate through Christmas but I guess what I kind of want to end wrap up this podcast by talking about is that if you do get into Christmas and you have the best of intentions of using all of these tips that we've set you and do you know what it comes to Christmas day and the Christmas period and you get swept up in it and you know things don't go your way with the food and you overeat and you do end up in a situation where you feel a bit like you've overdone it like What I want you to know off listening to the podcast is that's okay. It happens at Christmas. And I think Christmas is the biggest time of year that it will, it can happen. So the best piece of advice I can give you is go back to your normal routine as soon as possible. Don't overly restrict. Don't worry about putting in, again, if you want to move a bit more, cool. If you want to eat a bit less because you're not so hungry, cool. But... You know, I would still be aiming to eat at your regular times and just be looking at instead of how can I shave all the calories out of my life, be looking at things like how can I get more nutrients back into my life? How can I eat more fruit and veg? How can I eat more protein? How can I drink more water? How can I do more movement? And by default, those things are actually going to help put you in a bigger calorie deficit and you know even things back out without it you having to vibe to go keto and never eat again (laughs) um so Chloe I guess is there anything to kind of wrap up this podcast that you would say to to somebody that does end up overdoing it a little bit at Christmas
1: touching on what you've just said what's done is done you can't change what you've already done so try not to look back and just start implementing your routine again You don't have to go, right, the minute it hits midnight, I'm going to go straight back to this. You can start slow and steady and say, okay, I'm not going to have a handful of chocolate with my breakfast this morning. I'm going to swap it back for my normal, not like saying you're just having a banana, but swap it for a banana in your porridge rather than a handful of chocolate. Do you see what I mean? So you don't have to change it all the next day. You can implement things over time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really, really great point. So yeah, thank you, Chloe, for coming on today, especially after the the nightmare week. I hope you get some downtime over Christmas and I hope um, everybody listening to this podcast has a wonderful Christmas as well and we will catch you in the next episode.